Welcome to Blurdacity. I'm Jim, and I started this podcast to talk about some of my experiences as a black nerd. I actually wanted to start far, far back and talk about my very first anime that actually got me into anime. So I'm a kid around nine years old. I would wake up early in the morning to watch Super Friends, and right before Super Friends, they would show a little bit of Sailor Moon. So the very first anime I actually saw was Sailor Moon, but that's not my very first anime. Your very first anime is the anime that actually brings you into anime. It's something you watch, you really enjoy, and it makes you look at the whole genre a little differently. So, waking up in the morning, I would watch Super Friends on this one particular television channel. I can't remember the name of it. I didn't have cable at the time. And I pretty much had to watch whatever was on at the moment. So, watching Super Friends, I woke up a little early one day. I saw a little bit of Sailor Moon. So I decided to wake up a little earlier than that, just to catch a little bit more Sailor Moon. And the more I watched the show, the more I realized it wasn't for me. But it was something different. It was something unique that I'd never seen before. It never felt like an actual cartoon to me. It felt like something entirely different. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to put my finger on it. I had no idea what anime was. I had no experience with it. So seeing something like that, where it's a different type of art style, it's a different type of look, it really pulled me in and became interested in seeing other things similar to it, maybe something that might actually appeal to me. So I remember the summer coming, and during the summer I used to stay up really late at night and watch the Sci-Fi Channel. This is around 1992, 1993, so the Sci-Fi Channel it was totally different than what it is now. It actually spelled the name of the channel right, and the programming was a lot different, which tells you a little bit about my age. So in between the syndicated shows that had Late at night, they would actually show an anime block of just nothing but anime films, anime movies, mostly anime movies, and that's where I first got my taste of anime. There was something other than just Sailor Moon. So I caught a lot of random shows, I caught a lot of random movies. I didn't really know what the stories were. I was just kind of jumping in as a kid, because they showed them really late at night. Possibly around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, you have to stay up really late to watch Sci-Fi Channel's anime block. So the only thing I actually remember from that time, like actually knowing what it was, was Macross. So it pretty much was something I was interested in, but it wasn't actually available to me at the time. But the movies I saw were totally different than the things I saw as a kid, watching cartoons and all. So the cartoons I watched, it just seemed more childish, I guess, compared to anime. There was something about anime that felt more adult. And I didn't really get it, because I didn't really understand what I was watching. I didn't quite understand the worlds I was being brought into and it just felt like I saw Sailor Moon it led me to watching these shows early in the morning or late at night if you want to say and these movies and shows and they they had a certain feel to it but it didn't really feel like something that I was drawn into I was still a child and anime like Macross with adult political themes just did not resonate with me so I just kind of wrote it off. I didn't know what anime was. I didn't know it was a name for it. I just knew that there were these cartoons I've never seen before. They were totally different than anything else that was on TV. So, 10-year-old me started staying up late. And noticed there was an infomercial that was starting to show around that time as well. I guess they actually grew a block of anime that was getting a lot of attention. So, they started advertising more anime. And one of the infomercials I saw was a videotape that you could order for Akira. And that's why I learned that there was a whole level of animation I had never experienced before, far beyond the things I was watching already. 
at the time, Acura wasn't actually available in the United States. It wouldn't become available too much later. So you had to order through this infomercial that the dial this phone number. This is actually really dating me, but but that was how things were back then. You had to order these kind of things through an infomercial. And I would watch it. I would see this violent, violent footage that I've never thought a cartoon could actually do. You know, it's it was really weird. Like the the body horror, the blood, it's just... Seeing seeing an uncensored version of an infomercial for Akira, seeing scenes of uh, anime, not knowing what it is, putting it in context of what you know a cartoon to be, it could be very alarming for a little kid. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into with this. I knew that it was something I needed to watch. I really wanted to watch it. And um, I, had, I could not convince my parents to give me their credit card to buy Akira. But it's what sparked my interest in anime. And I wanted to tell you guys that I wanted to actually fill you in on the fact that I actually did have experience with anime before finding my very first anime. Because everyone kind of dabbles in anime for a little while. They kind of see it and they don't know what it is. Or try to see what the obsession is with it. But I just did not gravitate towards the anime I was seeing. But something like Akira really did pull me in where I was like well this is some adult shit I really want to see this so trying to get my parents to pay for it they wouldn't pay for it so I would just wait years later until I actually see my very first anime that changed everything for me so fast forward to being 13 years old I had to meet a couple of friends I have actually met blurbs if you want to call them that they were blurs back then we were just black nerds and um, I met a couple of nerds that were really into anime and wanted to show me some stuff that they thought I'd be interested in. Uh, one of my friends showed me Dragon Ball Z. And at this time, it was back when you had to actually wake up very early in the morning to watch Dragon Ball Z. It wasn't on Adult Swim yet because Adult Swim around this time was just forming. And while I did enjoy Dragon Ball Z, it was the edited version of it, the American version of it. So I didn't really get a feel for it exactly. So. I enjoyed it, but it didn't really pull me in. It was another situation in which I tried something different. It just didn't pull me in. But my friend was adamant that I should give it a shot. I would hang out with him. I would spend the night at his house. He would spend the night at my house. And we would stay up, to, we'll stay up late bullshitting around. And then we'll go to sleep for a small period of time just to wake up and watch Dragon Ball Z. And there were times I just slept through it. I just didn't really connect with it. Later on, I would become a fan of it. But at the time... I liked it, but it didn't reconnect really with me. It's something about it. Like, it just felt like the anime I was watching was closer to cartoons than the anime that I, I was seeing with something like Akira or something else. 1992, which is around the time I discovered Sailor Moon, was also around the time that Batman the Animated Series premiered. So I had experience with a cartoon that was action-based and had great stories, so... Something like anime, something like Macross seemed too adult for me in a way of how it dealt with politics and and social problems. Sailor Moon was too childish for me and Dragon Ball Z was just nonsense to me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't understand the story. Uh, it's, it's a lot to deal with the fact that it was American dub and the fact that a lot of stuff was censored. Like when Goku dies, he goes to you know, a different dimension than actually dying. None of it made sense to me. So fast forward to 1995. 
I, I had met one of my friends who opened my mind to anime and changed the way I see anime forever. So I was introduced to a friend named Don. And Don, she was an anime fan, like an anime fanatic. She knew everything about anime. She still does know everything about anime. And she was probably the first weeb I've ever met. So I talked to her about Dragon Ball Z, how I wasn't really into it and stuff. I knew she was in anime. I tried to become friends with her and talk to her about nerd stuff that she was into, Star Trek and whatever. And I wanted to get a little bit more information on what anime was. Like, like why did she like it so much? Because my experience with anime was totally different from hers. And just like that, she brought me over to her house and she popped my anime cherry by showing me a movie named Angel Cop. Angel Cop is Robocop if you add a bunch of Japanese weirdness to it. I sat there in front of her TV and watched an anime character say words I never heard any kind of cartoon character ever say in my life. And the amount of violence in it was mind-blowing. Angel Cop is a movie from 1989. It revolves around a, a female cop who's trying to stop a group of terrorists and along the way her partner gets killed and brought back as a cyborg and a bunch of fuckery happens. There's so much stuff I could go into about this movie, but it has so much political drama. It has so many, so many, it has so many things to say about society and, and culture. And it had the bloodiest artwork I had ever seen. Um, so the movie starts off at the beginning. There's a shootout, and you see this one woman. I think they're robbing. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But uh, there's one scene which they're in a bank or they're, they're robbing a place or something's happening. But there's there's one scene where there's a big shootout, and one of the receptionists or just a regular person pulls a gun, and she gets shot in the face. And when it happens, half her face blows off, blood flies everywhere, and you just see half her skull. And they continue to shoot her in the head as her head just disintegrates and just flies everywhere. I was I was blown away, mouth wide open. What is this? There's nudity. There's violence. There's blood everywhere. There there are limbs flying. <laughs> there are limbs being blown off. It was so much language, so much language. And I just did not understand what I was watching. And she was like, "Yes, this is anime. There are different types of anime." And you haven't found the type that you like yet. And that's why I realized I like mature anime. I won't go through the movie and spoil it because I do believe anyone who's an anime fan need to watch Angel Cop. It's trashy. The dialogue is funny and hilarious. It doesn't feel like it needs to be highbrow, but there are moments which you do see that it is very highbrow. And it was my first experience with a real adult anime that showed how diverse the genre was. So I fell in love with it immediately. I knew for a fact I need to consume more of this. I need more of what this was. And the more I learned from her, the more I learned what anime was that wasn't a cartoon, there's Japanese animation and the difference of it, she started to like just pile on stuff that I've never seen from Ninja Scroll to Berserk. I became such a fan of anime at that moment because I realized I had found something that was completely different that fed into my love for sci-fi and it was stories I couldn't get from American cartoons. A few years later I would get into Trigun, I would get into Helsing, I would get into Death Note, I would get into all these different things, Outlaw Star, and of course Akira. I would watch Adult Swim when it started airing anime. 
I would go to anime shops because at the time you couldn't just buy anime DVDs in stores. You couldn't just order it online as, as much as you would like to. It was still kind of rare. Anime wasn't really in America and not really available to America. I mean, hell, I actually ordered Dragon Ball GT, a pirated version of it, just to watch it. And it wasn't dubbed yet. It was actually subtitled. It was done by a fan. You had to go to anime stores, which was pretty much like comic book stores, to buy your anime or to buy your anime memorabilia or your and toys and everything. I got introduced to my new obsession and I could not stop consuming it. It became something that I just really resonated with. And it's all because of one movie. One movie that I did not know could push the boundaries of violence and sex and gore as much as it did. We live in a time where anime actually has their own streaming apps now. I can easily pick up a new anime and just start watching it instead of trying to track it down or hope I can find it online somewhere or going through a bullshit website or trying to see if I can find a store to buy it at. Anime slowly went from select stores like, you know, anime stores into like Best Buy to regular stores like Walmart. It became something that was widespread. You could watch it on TV. It just grew and grew and grew. So many genres of it just spread out. I have seen the industry of anime grow over my lifetime from Princess Mononoke to something like Violet Evergarden today. There are different genres of anime and you just have to find the one that actually fits you. I know people who still don't watch anime, they actually see it as a nerdy thing to do, which it is, it's, it's a nerd thing, but anime has grown to the point that you can show someone who's not into anime something that fits their taste of television it actually could be the thing that brings them into anime. I know people who would have never considered watching anime, who now like anime because of shows like Your Lie in April or Citrus, because they like love stories and those love stories speak to them. I know people who wouldn't have never liked anime who got into it because of Death Note, because they liked the idea of a cat and mouse game being played between a criminal and a detective. Anime has went from being something that a specific group of people were into and really enjoyed to something that you can actually widely discuss with a lot of people. I could actually walk up to a random person and ask them which anime they're watching, and nine times out of 10, they'll have an answer for me. It's in our memes, it's in our video games, it's everywhere. Some people watch Naruto and actually grew up with Naruto, and now they're watching his kid. Some people have watched a little kid, Goku, grow up to be a shitty dad and a shitty grandpa. And of course, there are some people who would have grown up always having anime in their lives to the point that it was just a normal thing. For me, at the beginning, it was something that I didn't understand, that I didn't know what it was. I didn't have anyone to explain it to me. It was interesting. I was unaware there were so many different genres of it. And I actually watched anime grow for something that was a niche thing to being something that's, that's big enough to be recognized by everyone as art. Anime has a special place in my heart because it's actually part of my childhood. It's something that brought me into nerd culture and showed me that there are so many different things out there to enjoy. Whether you like live action shows, sci-fi shows like Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek, Star Wars, or you like something more animated like Dragon Ball and My Hero Academia, there's always something out there for someone. There's always something nerdy, something unique that you can actually connect to. There's always a world that you want to be a part of. You can actually be a part of. 
They could tell stories of might. They could tell stories of the hero getting beat down, becoming the underdog, and actually winning in the end. They could tell stories of someone falling in love with someone they shouldn't fall in love with. They could tell stories about sci-fi. They could tell stories about romance. It's so diverse, and being a part of the anime community, being able to enjoy anime, has really changed my life. Angel Cop is available on Blu-ray and DVD. At one point, it was very overpriced because, you know, how, how rare it was, I guess. I'm not sure. I don't know why it was so hard to find at one point. You could actually order it, and I highly suggest you do. Especially if you're a fan of edgy or anime. It may fall into the trashy anime category at the moment because anime has changed over time and it's less, <laughs> it's less trashy like that. But at the time, it was groundbreaking for me as a young person who did not know anything about this side of nerd culture. I was still embracing my nerdiness at the time and I really did enjoy finding something else that stimulated me in a way I've never been stimulated before. And I just fell in love with the genre. And to this very day, I still watch anime and I still love it. So check it out for the visual effects, check it out for the gore, check it out for the, check it out for the off the wall story. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Okay, that's all for my show today. You can check out my YouTube channel for more content. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Blurdacity. I'm Jim. You guys take care.